0: This is Adam Mannis, And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Mm. Today we're going to talk about how to teach jazz. Now, I've always heard that this isn't possible, that you just have to hear it. In fact, I've heard there's a whole podcast based around the You'll Hear It Uh, philosophy. Is that not right? That's right. And I mean, obviously, this is going to be a difficult question for us
1: to tackle because it's taken us about 12 takes just to get (laughs) started for some reason.
0: These always become the best episodes when it takes us this long to get started. Hey, hey, don't put that pressure on me. I'm just saying I'm looking forward to where this goes.
1: So this is from one of our listeners, Darren, and uh, he just flat out asked, how do you teach jazz? So this is uh, it's an interesting concept because I think that both of us may have grown up in that era when it was you know, it was a prevalent thinking that you can't teach jazz, that it was this esoteric thing, that there was some secret scrolls hidden under, you know, Charlie Parker's woodshed in Kansas City, <laughs> maybe, but if you didn't have access to those, you were out of luck.
0: You have to look inside Lester Young's hat to find the secret. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um but having said that, I had some wonderful teachers of uh myself so I and and you know not just in jazz just in music in general so I've I've always felt like it was something that you can be taught and, and I was taught jazz so my career in terms of teaching has always been more based upon sort of passing along the information maybe a few things that I picked up
0: as well. Yeah you know I think what it is is you can't teach people how to be uh, great musicians great communicators <clears throat> of emotion through music that's something that's really hard to teach it's kind of one of those things either you you hear it and you get it or you don't but as far as like you know, the structure of jazz, the rhythms, the the language of it itself. I mean, it's like any other language, very teachable.
1: Yeah, and, and what I like to do is really concentrate on the specific skill set that will put you in a position to be a successful improviser and jazz musician in general. So more of the concrete skills that you would need and some techniques to develop those you know to find them to practice on them to hone them because you know for me some of my best teachers were always concentrating on those very things no matter what it was that i was learning yeah i mean if you're learning how to speak spanish there's certain things like vocabulary grammar you know that are just you need to know and that are going to help you now whether or not you get a good feel for the language and have an ear for it that's a little bit harder to teach and you have to kind of do some self-discovery with that. But, I mean, in terms of jazz, I think how to teach it, the beginning is like how to how to train
0: your ears. Well, I mean, we always start with this <laughs> one, do. right? With I, listen. You know what?
1: I was like, finally, we're not going to start with it, but, but we did. True. No, I
0: mean, you want to approach that, you know, we were joking because we always start with listen, but it's the same thing when you teach jazz. The first thing I usually start out with is getting my students to be able to hear intervals. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's kind of the most important building block Uh, to build chords off of, to, to build melodies, to understand how those relationships between tones work. So I always get people listening to intervals and being able to call out the interval. That's where I start with jazz or music in general.
1: Yeah, and it's and that's a very concrete thing. Um, you can, you know, up until recently, I guess, you really needed somebody to kind of quiz you as you learned your intervals and could identify them now. I think there's some apps, oh, yeah. um, which, yeah. ashamedly, I don't actually know the names
0: of well, any you, of them. Well, you learn your intervals a long time before I did, but that apps. would
1: be kind of cool. I'm always like, you know, if somebody came up with one that was really geared <clears throat> specifically towards jazz, that would be even better. But, I mean, really the same kind of things for classical ear training, are what you need for jazz. It's just, for jazz, you need to learn a bunch more beyond that. So, for instance, in classical, I remember learning ear training. Well, I mean, you know, like some harmonies, some counterpoint, but just in terms of, as you say, identifying the intervals and then how those stack up to be chords, how, you know, those are broken up to become melodies and stuff. And it's really just about getting so that you can identify and hear those and then
0: start to build upon it to be like an, on an intuitive level where you just automatically know what's being played. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's like any language. You have to understand what the letters are before you can read the words and then the sentences and the paragraphs. And then, you know, eventually you're a poet. And I think almost anything that you're learning from the very basic intervals um, to more complex chords
1: to um, learning solos, all the different things that, that we preach in terms of teaching this music, uh, the more that you can sing – those things. And so I was encouraged that in my teaching. It's like sing that sing that interval, sing that chord, break it up, mm-hmm. you know, sing that melody, sing it in different keys because singing is the, is a great way for you to start to train your own ears and to kind of get some, you know, uh, exponential as opposed to just linear growth in your development for your ear training. So we know that ear training is super important to be a great Jazz improviser mainly because most, if not all, of the great jazz improvisers had great ears. So that's just kind of like working reverse engineering from what's a great jazz player. What are the skills that you need? How do you quickly get
0: there? Yeah. and being able to sing that sort of speeds up the process. That's right. Uh, another thing you can do to get started uh, teaching jazz and and what we try to do around here is to to show people instead of telling people. You know, you mm-hmm. people learn a lot faster faster by by actually experiencing something than they do being explained about it. So, you know, if you're talking about a particular scale, you know, it helps if you play it for the student, but also, you know, it may take a little work on your part to get some examples of some classic recordings that utilize that scale or utilize that concept that you're trying to teach and then imparting that on your student. Not only do they hear the concept that you're, you're trying to explain and hear it, how, how it, 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 it's, it's relating in real time to the music, but then hopefully you're also introducing them to jazz musicians and albums that maybe they don't know about and they're getting inspired. I mean, part of our, I think, duty as teachers of this music is to is to hit people to things that people hipped us to when right. we were coming up and, and to, to spread that, that, that love of, of the music. You know? Yeah, and I,
1: I love that too because that's the kind, you know, as a teacher, the more you're doing to expose your student to something that they may – Uh, be discovering and then kind of going into self-discovery mode and that they become passionate about, Mm -hmm. you know, then they, I mean, because it's just like anything generally the you know, the, the most progress a student can make is on the time they're practicing and working on their own. So like if you look at taking piano lessons or something once a week or going to a great, you know, university course just twice a week, you're spending a lot more hours on your own. So I think it's important for the teacher to not only teach, you know, specific things like I might sit with the pianist and say like you need to you know fix this with your hand position or whatever and you can show that to them but you've also got to give them you you should be giving them things that will inspire them and then lead for them kind of discovering more inspiring things on their own so they can constantly be growing so they don't need you there with them at every minute and the greatest thing we have with this music are the recordings and now great videos on YouTube or whatever you give them a little bit of that I mean I remember years ago one of my most successful students and teaching moments is with a great young pianist named sullivan fortner yeah man. he's not even that young anymore he's but, amazing but i started teaching when he was like 13 years old he came to me and he didn't know anything about jazz so i was but he was already a pretty good pianist yeah um so it was very simple for me i said okay i'm gonna get you a recommended classical teacher and i talked to his parents i said he needs to study uh with this great classical teacher in new orleans and then i just started giving him recordings i'm like go home and listen to this and he came back and like you know, I gave him things that weren't even necessarily in order. I just tried to see what he was interested in and what might respond to. Huge. So huge. that he would get excited about That's it, right. start learning it on its own, may make me look like a genius teacher, and then right. years later I can brag that was my student.
0: Yeah, no, I think this is the key, and this is actually how the music has been handed down generation after generation is you kind of teach people how to learn yeah. on their own, and then you inspire them to find what they're passionate about. And then if they know how to learn from those recordings— you know, I mean, it's it's almost a trope right now, the transcribe. Oh, transcribe, transcribe. That. But it is how this music is passed down. Didn't a great man many years ago say you can give someone a fish or you can give them a
1: fishing pole and teach them how to fish? Isn't this? Are, we, so, yeah. are we going into that area?
0: Yeah. Don't teach them how to fish. They're a grown man. Fishing's not that hard. <laughs> oh, no, that's true. Go <laughs> to it,
1: Aldi's and get some salmon. But <laughs> you
0: know what? Like, what I just said actually kind of applies. We talked about one podcast about it. it's really not that hard. Yeah. Like... You know, if you kind of understand the basics of intervals and ear training and music and you can pick these things out, it's all there. Yeah, it's all in the records. and you just have to be inspired and go get it. And this thing, what you just said
1: of it's not that hard, I would just say for anybody that's teaching, keep that in mind all the time. Like, if you're teaching, this is hard, this is complicated, this is that's the wrong approach. Yeah. I mean, yes, there's plenty of things we can find in this music that are super difficult, take a long time, and are complicated. But in reality, the foundation of the music is not that hard. It should not be that hard. If you're constantly saying how hard it is and not how joyous it is, and look, listen how great this is, and developing every day and you know staying on that continuum, I think you're doing your students a disservice.
0: Yeah. And so, hope this helps. Uh, was it Darren who asked this? Darren. One? Yep. Yeah, Darren. Uh, really hope this helps. Uh, it you know, teaching is kind of like playing. It's like it's everybody has a different way of doing it. And everybody has a different path. So, so I'm sure uh, what you're doing is helpful to your students. But keep in mind that you know, first and foremost, listen. Uh, try to inspire. Try to get them, you know, interested in, in seeking out their own uh, way of learning. This music, and you'll be fine. And if not, you'll hear it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the You'll Hear It podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave a rating or review. Yeah, I liked what I heard. I'm going to leave five stars, but (laughs) you guys can do whatever you want.
1: Today's episode was brought to you by Open Studio, Jazz Lessons from Jazz Legends. Check out our brand new all access pass. All access. What is that? Like one or two courses you get? Dude, I said all access. It's access to everything. Every course. Hundreds. Ah, Thousands. Tens of thousands of (laughs) lessons. Tens of thousands. Back up, back up. Definitely hundreds. We're getting (laughs) close to a thousand. Everything from Christian McBride, Peter Martin, Romero Lobombo, Gregory Hutchinson. Uh, Miles Davis, Meadlux Lewis, okay, Jelly Roll Morton. Just getting ridiculous. No, <laughs> some of those. The first couple, we've got them. <laughs> Check us out. OpenStudioNetwork.com.